culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality TV tea, you can go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach. And if you want to join our private Facebook group, you can click the link in the description below. We always have good tea and theories there. So it's always a good time. Go and join the group. Follow us on the Instagram. Subscribe on the iTunes. Subscribe on the YouTube because I got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Zach. And you can watch full episodes of Hashtag No Filter or you can watch um, clips from the show, full interviews, lots of good stuff over there. So this week has been a little busy. It was Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a very nice and great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you guys had fun. I hope you spent it with loved ones via Zoom or in person. You know, whatever you did, I hope it was great and it was fun and it was full of lots of thanks and lots of turkey. I know I was a little disappointed because I was going to make gluten-free stuffing because that is my favorite thing in the entire world on Thanksgiving. And the only time you can eat gluten-free stuffing is on Thanksgiving and my grandma's like, I'll make you gluten-free stuffing. And she didn't. Well, she did, but then she burned it. And um, she said she wanted to make it and burned it. And then I kind of felt bad because like she burned it. And then my mom, I expected her to make some. And she's like, oh, I only made some, but I made a little bit for your brother. And I was like, gee, mom, thanks. So I didn't have any gluten-free stuff. Well, I did. I had dry burnt gluten-free stuffing, but my grandma made it with love. And it's the thought that counts, right, guys? It is the thought that counts. So I thought that I was doing a really good thing this morning by putting my beef with Brandy Glanville to rest. And so I apologized to Brandy. I sent her a really sweet message, basically saying like, look, I'm sorry because she went on her podcast over the weekend. Um, And on her podcast, she said that Kim Richards is still not talking to her. And she feels really badly that Kim isn't talking to her because Kim's like her BFF and, you know, all that fun stuff. And so I was like, like, I feel bad that I seemingly fractured this relationship or this friendship with the rumor that I spread on this show that I mean, look, whether I 
believe the rumor or not is irrelevant at this point. I reached out to her and I was like, look, I'm sorry that this happened with Kim. I'm sorry that she's upset with you. I'm sorry that your friendship seems to be fractured and she's not talking to you. And like, I'm sorry. And I also clarified that like, again, I'm, I never said I was the person that was in the threesome with you guys. But thank you. Um, and I was like, okay, good. We're good. It's all good. Olive Branch offered. Let's put it all to rest. And then I got tagged in this article for Monsters and Critics. And I'm very grateful to Monsters and Critics because they've uh, covered my podcast and like literally link and tag the show. And I'm so grateful to all the coverage that they've sent the show and me. But they then released an article that was like, podcast how Zach Peter slams Brandon Glanville. And then they like pulled some of the jokes that I made last month like about Brandy and, um, you know, telling her to keep her mouth and her vagina closed and all that stuff, which I, yes, I did say all those things. And I was mostly joking when I said those things, but I was like, I was like, Oh, I just apologized to Brandy. I just about like, I was just ready to put it all to rest and to move forward so I can stop having threesomes with people online. Um, so that was fun. But so I just, again, monsters and critics, I'm very, very grateful for the mentions and for the love. And again, for linking the podcast, because not all publications link to the actual podcast. They just like mention me by name or will mention my shows by name, but they won't always link. But like, thank you, monsters and critics for the link and the love. But the beef with Brandy has hopefully, knock on wood, this isn't wood, this is metal. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, is just put to rest at this point because I'm ready to like move on from it and like have threesomes with other people. I'd love a good threesome moment, I just have to say. Okay, so let's see. What else? What else? What else? Okay, the Real Housewives of Dallas trailer dropped today on Monday, and it looks like it's going to be... I mean, the trailer... As I know some people had some mixed feelings about the trailer. The trailer didn't look bad to me. I actually seen... It looks like it might actually be a decent season. It seems like there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of light, a lot of levity, which I think we kind of need right now, given how... Oops, excuse me. I just burped up my collagen. Um, Given how heavy... The world has been this year. I think it will be nice to get some fun, lighthearted reality shows that aren't like like Real Housewives of OC is is has a heavy undertone because of the one all of the drama that Kelly Dodd has been involved in, but also the like them going into lockdown and them experiencing you know the virus for the first time and like all of that like taking us back to that place that like none of us want to go back to March. None of us want to go back to March, and so like having to go relive that on OC is just like not a cute vibe whereas like at least in Dallas I'm hoping that it's a little lighter and a lot more palatable we have uh, Tiffany Moon who's the newest addition to Real Housewives of Dallas who's technically I guess replacing Leanne Locken um, and she seems to be spicing things up she looks like a great addition already she was heavily featured in the trailer which I found interesting because normally you don't give a new housewife that much coverage in the trailer unless they have like really big features throughout the season so we shall see Brandy Redman also looks like she got some heat based off of the video that resurfaced earlier this year where she was um where Brandy was basically like impersonating an Asian person. And it was like a little, everybody was like, ooh, yikesies. And even Leanne Locken was like, look at, she's racist too. And so Tiffany Moon apparently calls Brandy out and we see that being addressed. It seemed like a big moment in the trailer, but if I'm being honest, if I have a prediction to make, I don't think it's going to be that big once we actually, I think it'll be one episode, maybe two episodes where we kind of just address it lightly, you know, and kind of move on from it. I feel like it might be, I, 
I predict it might be a little glossed over. I hope that it's not. I hope because like I said, I think Bravo can really use this these opportunities as teachable moments, which I think we've kind of seen a little bit with like Southern Charm. I haven't really watched Southern Charm, but from the clips and the trailer and all of that stuff, it seems like they're addressing a lot of these heavier topics, as they should be. Um, But it seems like they're addressing them a lot more, which I think is good. And so I'm hoping that we really get to to see it and there gets to be a real conversation, not only on the show, but gets to be a conversation for like us viewers where we get to watch it and we get to experience it and we get to like move and learn through it. Because I think, you know, there are a lot of people that do make stereotypical jokes and do, you know, have this prior conditioning that we were basically raised with that doesn't make it okay that doesn't make it right but it was so normalized for so long that it's deeply embedded into our brain and it's going to take a while to deconstruct those ideas and to deconstruct some of that messaging so that we can move through that and learn from that and I think we're in the place where we're moving towards more progress and more inclusivity. And I I love that we're having more of these conversations and we're kind of pulling back cancel culture and we're kind of removing cancel culture a little bit and having this like accountability culture and conversation culture where we can learn and grow and move through it. So I have high hopes, but I mean, only time will tell what we will actually see. But I actually might for the first time really watch Real Housewives of Dallas, like consistently instead of just like clips like I have in the past, I might actually watch it. I'm watching OC for the first time this season and it's not terrible. I don't know how I feel about Elizabeth Vargas. I kind of like her a lot, but then I kind of like, uh, I don't know how housewifey she is. And she also kind of has these little moments where she seems a little out of touch with reality. But like, again, it's an edit. It's a shorter season. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on. Ooh, okay. God, I'm a little nervous about this next topic. So I read a headline over the weekend that basically said that Maria Menounos, who um, is a notable host in Hollywood, I think she she hosted with Maria Lopez. I think it was extra. And then she was on E! for a hot second, and she had a reality show for a hot second. So her there was a headline that I read that said Maria Menounos and her husband Kevin Undergaro are said to be producing a new reality show for Faith Stowers, who you may remember as the uh, she was um, she wasn't a main cast member, but she was on Vanderpump Rules. And then when we had all of the Stassi and Kristen stuff come up earlier this year, um, where they uh, were where it came out, where Faith revealed that they had called the cops on her, or like they or didn't call the cops on her, but like sent called into like a tip line so that they can you know because they thought that she was a woman that was robbing people in West Hollywood, and that was a whole scandal. So now Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro are apparent. So over the week, last week, there was, uh, uh, there were some sources, sources that revealed that Faith was shopping around a new reality show about, um, I believe it was similar to Vanderpump Rules, but with like a lot more diversity. And it was supposed to be like a more inclusive cast and that they were going to quote unquote, make Faith the black Lisa Vanderpump, the black LVP. Um, and that was kind of the concept is they were going to take the concept of Vanderpump Rules and, and make it just a more inclusive and diversive cast. Now, I have mixed feelings about this, Um, not necessarily about Faith, but about the people that are producing this, because, oh, fuck, I feel like I might end up putting my foot in my mouth or revealing things that I, well, I don't think I'm under any, like, confidentiality agreements or anything, but, so basically, 
I feel like there's a little bit of hypocrisy in this. I'm about to spill some tea because, or I feel like this is a cop. And I'm addressing this because I posted it on my Instagram and some people had some questions about it, but I feel like there's a little bit of hypocrisy here because so something that wasn't, I guess, reveal. Well, so a, a few months ago, around the time that, you know, all of the Stassi and Kristen stuff had gone down, Maria and Kevin were kind of put into a bit of some hot water with a network. They have a, um, I guess it's a an online network that I used to be a part of. I left a while, well over, I want to say, I left a long time ago, but I did it for maybe a little over a year and a half where I was a host and they hosted at, they uh, had a studio where different hosts could come in and host different after shows for um, their favorite TV shows. I did that for about a year and a half. And then I kind of was just like, I don't feel like the hosts here are really valued or, I mean, one, none of us were paid. They didn't pay any of the hosts. None of us got a single, not even like a gas stipend, like absolutely not a penny. And it was because they led us to believe that there were going to be opportunities that were going to be built through this network. That for me, I just realized that didn't seem to be the case. And I saw people that were there for years and that never seemed to be the case for them either. So for me, I was kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to move on and continue on my own journey to build my own podcast, which I already had prior to being part of that network. And so earlier this year, they caught a little heat from a lot of the hosts within the black community that basically felt like they their voices weren't necessarily being heard or like, look, I'm just recapping this very briefly because I wasn't directly involved in all of this, but I remember watching it all play out earlier in the year. Um, but basically, there was a lot of heat from the black hosts at the network, and they were really upset that... Um, they felt like there was a little bit of discrimination from some of the staff members and that, you know, the community wasn't necessarily being appreciated or acknowledged the way that they should have been considering AfterBuzz had a um, a separate like sub section of the company that was called Black Hollywood Live. So I never really had any experience with Black Hollywood Live. I didn't even really see anybody film Black Hollywood Live in the time that I was there. Um but I, they did catch a lot of heat and I believe they were trying to address it or trying to work on it. But the last I saw was they ended up selling off Black Hollywood Live to somebody else and kind of just like, you know, cleaned their hands of that. And were like, OK, we hear you guys have concerns. You know, this was all over. the. It was primarily over the summer when like the whole Black Lives Matter, the George Floyd stuff, when that when the protests were happening throughout the country. That's when this became like a really big thing within the AfterBuzz community. And last I heard, nothing was ever really addressed. They were more of like, okay, thanks um, for bringing this to our attention. We're going to look inside and kind of work on things. And I don't think they're even doing any after shows anymore. I don't know. I haven't been with the network at all this year, um, but I was still part of like Facebook groups and email lists and stuff. So that's why I was able to keep up with what was happening. And I have friends that were still part of the network or were still hosting shows for them. So this was all like secondhand information and just from what I was able to gather through the emails and Facebook posts. But it just it seemed to me like they never really addressed what their own community was asking them to do. And their solution kind of seemed to be to sell off the Black Hollywood Live part and to not really take into consideration the concerns. Um, Again, I can't speak for any of those hosts or, you know, 
how anybody felt in any way victimized or discriminated against. I can't speak to that. That, you know, those are stories of people that they can come out and share if and when they want to come out and share. But just from my own observation of it, I didn't see any resolution there. So for me, this looks like we're capitalizing off of a scandal that was really big because of Stassi and Kristen and Vanderpump Rules. And we had Faith Stowers who, you know, became a really... Um, influential person over the summer based off of, you know, her sharing her experiences with Vanderpump Rules and with Bravo. And I just feel like, like clean up your house inside first before you then go out and and jump and t- attach your name to a scandal that's then leaked to the press about how you're going to help, you know, produce this reality show. Um, I'm just saying I never saw them produce any reality shows or, um, you know, get give any of the hosts at their network any of the opportunities that they're giving Faith Stowers right now. And it just feels a little hypocritical because I feel like there were many opportunities where they could have really helped a lot of their hosts. And that didn't seem to be the priority from only the again, I was only there for a little over a year and a half. From what I saw, all I can do is speak to my own experience. It didn't feel like that was necessarily much of an option there. Um and I just feel like it's capitalizing off of a big scandal. And I was, I'm was i just a little disappointed to see that because it just kind of reaffirms some of the things that I thought prior to leaving the network that I was kind of like, because mm. again, like you're, they're, you're, they're not paying any of their hosts. So like they, you know, are banking off of hard earned, talented people that deserve these opportunities that deserve, that's not to say that Faith doesn't, but that's just like... I don't know. I was disappointed in it. And I felt like it was capitalizing off of a big scandal. And you should definitely look inside and clean up your house first before you go and try to, you know, jump on somebody else's mansion. Just going to say that. All right. Um, moving on to the next topic. Kyle Richards in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Gimme, gimme. I don't know if those are the actual words. Um, That was an old Weezer song for anybody that doesn't know what I'm singing. Uh, So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills production has been shut down or it has been halted and briefly put on hiatus, similar to like what happened with Real Housewives of New York a few weeks ago. So somebody in the production company, somebody on in production has tested positive for COVID. And um, Kyle Richards over the week on, I believe it was on Thanksgiving morning, she posted on her Instagram story thanking Miss Teddy Joe, her BFF Teddy Joe, for Teddy Mellencamp, um, for cooking her, for for making a dinner, for coming over at seven and coming over so early and like slaving over a hot stove to make us a nice dinner for... Um, for Thanksgiving, because apparently Kyle said that she was sick in bed and she couldn't cook. And so people then started to speculate. Everyone's like, oh, if she's if production was shut down because somebody tested positive for COVID and it was a crew member. And what if the crew member gave it to Kyle and now Kyle is sick and Kyle's sick in bed. So there's speculation that Kyle Richards has COVID and she is cooped up at home and oops and recovering or at least, you know, fighting COVID at home. Because she I mean, I feel like you kind of know what you're doing when news le- when production has put uh, has been put on hiatus for a positive COVID outbreak. And then you post something about how, like, it's one thing to be like, oh my God, Teddy, I love you. You've always been there for me. Thanks for looking out for my family. That's one thing. But for you to say that you're sick and you're sick in bed and you can't make dinner for your family. And so thank you, Teddy, for being a great 
friend, whatever. I just feel like Kyle kind of knew she was stirring the pot just a little bit here. I hope Kyle's well. I don't wish her any illness or sickness or anything, but I just, I feel like you kind of have to know what you're doing when you, when you, you throw out something like that. Kyle Richards, I feel like you, you were trying to stir some shit a little bit and you know what? Let's how let's we'll see if it ends up getting addressed on Real Houses. I feel like they have to address when production gets shut down. I mean, or maybe they just skip filming for a few weeks without addressing. I don't know. I guess we're going to see once uh, New York actually airs. We'll then see how it all plays out. I don't think Dallas was shut down. Um, OC was shut down, which we're now seeing play out on the show. Potomac wasn't shut down. So I guess, I mean, this is all like new territory for Bravo, for the production companies, for all of us. So we'll see what happens. Kyle, I hope Kyle feels better. I don't wish any sickness or illness on anybody else, um, on anybody at all. But um, hopefully Kyle feels better. And I don't know if she will come out and say, yes, I tested positive for COVID. It may be something else, though. Like, that's a possibility as well. She may be sick with like, I don't know, bronchitis or the flu or something. Like, I don't think everybody's just getting sick of COVID. Like, I feel like that's not the only illness in 2020, but hopefully Kyle is doing well. Hopefully Teddy Joe can make her some like chicken soup for the soul. Um, poor Teddy jo- Joe. I do feel a little bad for her because she took some heat in the press over the past week as well with Jillian Michaels. Cause I interviewed Jillian Michaels on my other podcast, hashtag adulting. And I asked Jillian about Teddy and she basically told Teddy, like, stay in your lane and, like, do your research and make sure you do your work before putting out a program, like, all in and getting all the backlash that Teddy got. So I did feel a little bad for Teddy Joe because Teddy Joe got a lot of heat and I I stirred that pot and I'm owning it. But, um, but yeah, you can listen to that interview on the Adulting Podcast, hashtag Adulting, on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and Roku if you have a Roku device. You can also watch this show if you have a Roku device and watch it but yeah so that's that's my week that's all I mean there was other little stuff like Lisa Vanderpump calling out the California governor and pump potentially shutting down but I don't believe that pump is shutting down well actually I think pump has to shut down now because all the um uh the restaurants have been closed again we're going back into full lockdown especially here in LA LA we have gone into full lockdown again and I'm going a little crazy but um but yeah that's really all the news I had all the good or juicy stuff that I had for this week there wasn't anything too crazy I mean well I don't know I feel like the Maria Menounos and Kevin stuff was a little juicy but um but yeah Let me know what you, if you have any other headlines that you come across throughout the week, send them to me and I'll talk about them on the next show. Actually, I do want to give some shout outs. Sorry, that's one thing I've completely fucked up on and haven't done recently, which I'm going to do right now is give you guys shout outs for leaving me really sweet reviews on iTunes, which I am eternally appreciative and grateful for. So I'm going to pull them up right now and give a couple of you guys some shout outs because I am so grateful. Okay, so the first one comes from Mama Asp, Mama Asplund, Asplund, Mama, Mama Asplund. I almost said that sounds like ass play, but that wasn't very nice. And I don't mean that that sounds like ass play. Mama Asplund um, says that uh, she loved five stars, direct and humorous. I look forward to Zach's podcast for all the reality TV scoop. I love Zach's direct delivery with the right amount of humor. Keep them coming. Five stars all the way. Thank you, Mama Asplund. I love you too. Thank you so much for that very sweet review. Uh, Carly Smile says Vanderpump 
keeps on giving. I absolutely love when Zach does interviews with people from Vanderpump. Recently loved the Sheena episode and the Ariana episode. Love the team between seasons. Zach does great with the conversations, keeping it casual and also getting the scoop, getting the gossip. Yes, I love to get the gossip. I love to get the scoop. I love to stir the pot just a little bit. Tom Sandoval might be coming on my show later this month or at some point in the next few weeks. Um, We've been trying to make scheduling happen for a while, but I think we're actually finally going to make it happen. There's this other person. I'm not even going to call out his name, but he keeps leaving me a one-star review all the time because he gets mad and he doesn't like Ariana. And he said that Ariana's bitter and he keeps like updating his like review and keeps like just saying not so nice things about Ariana, but like saying he doesn't have a problem with me or my show and actually liked my line of questioning when Ariana was on my show. I'm like, well, then don't give me a fucking five star or a, a one star review because you don't like Ariana. I like Ariana and I thought she was great on this show. So you know what, sir or ma'am, what, whichever you identify as, no, thank you. Thank you. Next. Swipe left. Uh, CS Jones 24 said, love, love, love. I absolutely adore Zach and his takes on pop culture and all things Bravo. So relatable and funny while keeping it honest and real. Such a great podcast when you just need to escape and gossip for a little bit. That's what I do. I have the gossip and I have the tea. Let me know what you thought of the gossip and the tea I spilled on Maria and Kevin because I feel like I please make it worth it because I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying some of that stuff. Um, CPM said the podcast is the best to listen to. He gets the juiciest, sweetest, and hottest tea out there. He has all the questions we all want to know, but don't know how to ask. I subscribe to a lot of podcasts, but this one is one I never miss. Also, his YouTube channel is great content and videos. I'm a huge fan. Love, 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 love. Well, I love, 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 love you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. So you stay up to date with the latest reality TVT. You can join our private Facebook group because that is always a really good time. I love when you guys jump in and post things and comment and we have theories about the shows. I think the last conversation I started up was about Karen from Real Housewives of Potomac and whether or not like she's really picked a side. Has she picked Team Monique? Has she picked Team Candace? I kind of feel like she's picked Team Monique a little bit, but like, let's just own it and just be like, yeah, I picked a side and I, you know, whatever. But based off of the the previews that we see for the finale of Potomac... Candace doesn't look like she's had much improvement at all, and she really seems to be victimizing herself a lot more than she should, and I, I think we need to give Monique a little bit of a break now. But the the reunion is coming. Giselle, I heard, get, takes a real hot seat, so that's not going to be... That's going to be fun, but not for her. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.